station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie card shark, Melissa Kersher. Hello! And uh, this week we have a returning novice. We're going to call her movie um, card Patsy, maybe. There's a term for that. I was trying to look it up, and I couldn't, and we ran out of time. Oh, What's the term for No, I should uh, know this. It's like I pre-planned, but I didn't pre-plan far enough ahead. Anyway, Tim? Um, so the reason I use those card terms, of course, is because we are watching a film called Casino Royale. So, uh, Chris, your job, as you uh, probably know by now, is to tell us what you know about Casino Royale. Well, based on the fact that I didn't know what movie we were watching until about five minutes ago, uh, I don't really... It, I'm assuming there's a casino involved. <laughs> yes. In fact. And, right. uh, and I, I believe I know... I believe I know... That it's Daniel Craig's first mm-hmm. as Bond. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty much it. There you go. Awesome. See, there's a reason why you guys have me on this. That's there right. is. There that's is. It. So it is indeed a James Bond film. It is our final James Bond film with the most current James Bond, mm-hmm. uh, who will be playing Bond in at least one more movie that we know of that yeah. is shooting as this podcast is being recorded. Uh, much like Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig has two good Bond films and do, two bad Bond films to his name. As I recall, you have seen one of his bad Bond films. I have actually seen one of his bad Bond films. And that, that you know, I, 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 I'm aware that the collective opinion about the bad Bond film, or one of his bad Bond films, is that it's a bad Bond film. But it was also a really bad film for me because I was on... One of the most awkward dates I have ever been on. <laughs> the uh, bad film didn't help anything. Oh. <laughs> it, the, the, that movie, Quantum of Solace, is like the one Bond film that actually kind of requires you to watch the mo- movie that comes prior to it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's because, like an actual sequel. The film and then, that and then precedes they went, it. And then they went, oh, that doesn't work, and they didn't do it again. Yeah, the film that precedes <laughs> it is, of course, Casino Royale. So perhaps... Upon watching Casino Royale, you will gain a new appreciation for Quantum of Solace. But no, she probably won't. not. <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah, uh, this is Daniel Craig coming in to take over Bond, uh, and uh, I think without spoiling too much, uh, the makers of the film sort of had an idea that the Bond franchise was getting a little bit stale. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and this is this is around the time in, in filming in, in a lot of series where uh, instead of perhaps making a sequel, they thought about making something that was more of a reboot. Yeah. Um, well, well, what it, there, there were two big things that happened, and um, this won't spoil anything. The, first of all, Pierce Brosnan went out on literally, um, basically surfing a tidal wave caused by a CGI iceberg. Yeah, uh, and it was really on, ludicrous. He went on, on Die Another Day, movie. which is uh, notable only for the fact that when you watch it and then you watch Diamonds Are Forever, which I used to hate, uh-huh. uh, you will like Diamonds Are Forever more yeah. because Diamonds Are Forever is the same story told well. Yes, it's um, absolutely true. And the other thing that happened uh, between that and this movie was The born Identity, mm. which is an excellent action spy movie and what the born identity th- did was it was refreshingly realistic like um for as ludicrous as the bond franchise had gotten born identity took it back and said 
this guy is in peril just because he walked out on a three-story balcony. <laughs> but it, you know, literally, if you did fall from a three-story balcony, you would hurt a lot. And and that movie brought it back to a certain reality where Bond had just gotten so overblown that it, it just kind of outpaced itself and there was no real impact to it. And so I think the, the, the filmmakers looked at Born Identity and said, we want to do that kind of really yeah yeah and so this is this is a newer grittier uh kind of a a take a step back bond and daniel craig we probably have to watch the born identity now that you brought we probably should it's it's excellent which i've also never seen sweet well i guess we know who's bringing back who's coming back for the born identity you're not watching between now and then okay we ever had this conversation well i do i do also remember vaguely when Daniel Craig was cast as Bond. There was this giant uproar over the blonde Bond. Yeah, everybody's going, oh, he doesn't, he's not super handsome and he's blonde and all that. And, and like, everybody who had been to but Numathon, I think it was the previous year, and who had just seen a movie called Layer Cake went, no, 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 you don't understand. He's perfect. <laughs> he's perfect. Also, they can change hair colors. Yeah, it's, it's it magic. Matter. It's amazing. Well, I didn't You're... think Roger Moore was that dark hair. Like he yeah. looked almost kind of gingery, a little. Yeah, he, he, he had brown hair, but but yeah, it's it's it doesn't matter. It hair really, color does not. It yeah. really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So, there there is actually a sketch of James Bond as done by uh, Ian Fleming when he was writing the books, and just like a little facial sketch, and you look at that sketch and you go. That actually looks more like Daniel Craig than any other Bond. So, there you go. Yeah. Also, uh, and this, again, not a spoiler, uh, but since we'll be watching the film very soon, uh, this may be my favorite James Bond credit sequence. Oh, uh, yeah. Of the franchise. It's so good. And before the last film, when we were talking about uh, Pierce Brosnan in Goldeneye, I said it might have been the most fun of the Bond films that we would be watching, um, but I didn't say it was going to be the best uh, the best is arguably Goldfinger. It's kind of considered the gold standard of Bond films. I see what you have to say. But this film is pretty goddamn good. It's really good. And I know so, I know Skyfall has its detractors too, but Skyfall's really amazing. Skyfall, yeah, Skyfall. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to go off. We're going to watch Casino Royale, and we're going to come back and talk about uh, what we thought about Casino Royale. So uh, we hope you're watching the film too and having a good time. But if you aren't, it will be mere moments until we're back. back many cards have been played many testicles have been smashed with ropes and daniel craig has debutted as james bond <laughs> i see so, what you did there uh, yeah 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 that and a car has been flipped many a car has many been, times that was a lot of car flipping yeah, that was a world record of car flipping car, oh, really? a car yeah. a car has broken a world record yes flipping for your amusement so chris you have now seen 
Casino Royale, please tell us, what do you think of Casino Royale? So this was a really good film, and I was I was particularly impressed that there was actually a theme mm-hmm. to the film. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was like there there was there were actual themes that were recurring throughout the film. The whole theme of of the tells and Bond reading people mm-hmm. was I thought was very well done through the whole thing. And it wasn't like staring you in your face like this is what the film is about. <laughs> but it was it was very well done throughout the movie. So that was and that I think was fairly what was was different than the other Bond films that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. I liked yeah. it. Um, I thought Daniel Craig was a great Bond. Enjoyed mm-hmm. him immensely. Um, definitely gets my gold star award for the clothes. And maybe oh, some of that yeah. maybe some of that is. Um, just modern Bond versus the more vintage Bonds. My tastes are modern. Well, so yeah, yeah. It, there's a natural preference for the style of clothes that he's wearing, but I love the casual looks. I mean, I do real estate for a living. A guy in a polo yeah. and slacks is something that I'm used to seeing a lot. <laughs> but I, I like that Craig can rock a Hawaiian shirt and a Speedo. And a classic three-piece That suit. was not a Speedo. And Let's be very clear. I think that it was... technically was a Speedo. Was well, it? One of, the two, one of the two is a Speedo. All right. Because, I mean, that, that, it didn't look like... Well, it's it not, not like the, the, the swim team Speedo. It did not look like a Pierce but... Brosnan Speedo. That's no, for sure. No, no, no. It, it no. didn't look didn't... like Pierce Brosnan walking through a lobby with a black Speedo <laughs> on. No. No. The, the black trunks that he had on were tight. Yeah. I, I would call them, like, swim short. Yeah. Swim shorts. Yeah. And, I mean, certainly he did them justice, or they did him justice. Take your pick. A yeah. little bit of both, it, it, maybe? Was, um, yeah, I, I believe there, were, there was some synergy. And I would, I would also um, think that the costumer was probably given one of those instructions where, can you just, like, not give him a shirt as much as possible? <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, like, we have an asset here that we need to exploit. Why don't we do a scene where he's completely naked? Why yeah. Why would there be a problem with that? <laughs> I, I, I love that there's this kind of... It, it's, it's kind of a weirdly feminist film in a way, uh, given that it's a Bond film. There are no writhing nude women in the intro sequence for once. He actually never has sex until he's actually committed yeah. to somebody. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the instead of um, the, the whole rising out of the waves with you know, Daniel Craig you know, in full resplendent, you can grate cheese off those abs sort of thing, it's, it's an echo back to the Honey Rider uh, uh, the the scene is it Ursula Andress? Yeah, Ursula uh, Andress in, in Doctor No. In Doctor No, in yeah. the white bikini rising out of the waves, it's like an echo of that scene. So it's like instead of a lovely woman stepping out of the ocean, it's Danny, it's actual Bond, and you get and the ladies get to go, oh yeah, all right. There was qu- there was quite a lot in this film that was done for the female gaze, yeah, as opposed to the male gaze, yeah. which was which was cool. I mean, there were there were some there were some of the dresses that were held on. By, I think maybe tape. I'm sure they but, were pretty good I mean, chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the what? What's her face? The the. I don't know. Do we? Can we call her a Bond girl if he didn't actually bang her? Which yeah. one, Vesper Lind? I mean, he did. No, the first one. The, the oh, first the one. Wife. Well, she died. Oh, yeah. I believe that she uh, died. That counts. Yeah, okay. it totally counts. Totally so, counts. so first she totally would have banged him. He just oh, yeah. he had work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah. 
consequences were paid. And then, <laughs> and then Mads Mikkelsen's girlfriend, yeah, slash whatever she was, wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, her dress was her. Her dress in the end was definitely held on with tape. Yeah, that was. There were some like cantilevered. I don't know. Straps there were some things going on. There were some like Frank Lloyd Wright, you know, <laughs> sort of things going on. MC Escher, But no, I, I, you know, I, I thought this was a really you know, Tim. I, you were saying that this was fun to watch. Not maybe, not maybe as as much fun as as Golden. Well, I know what I said. It's, it's is, a different fun. Yeah, what yeah. I said is, I think it's maybe one of the best films in terms of a Bond film, in terms of the way it's made. In terms of, I mean, it is a lot of fun to watch, but, but I mean, you have to you have to be impressed with the fact that there's this movie. That, I mean, it it hits the gas right at right at the end of the opening. Well, before the opening credits, yeah. really, but it hits the gas at the end of the opening credits for about an hour, and then there's a card game that lasts like thirty to forty minutes. Yeah, but it somehow maintains the tension. Yeah. Through the card game, so that when you get to the to the part after the card game, you're not like, oh, thank God, the card game's over. Right. Um, which, when you're you playing know, high stakes poker, where you can raise somebody a million bucks, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that probably helps with maintaining the tension. It yeah. does. It is fascinating to talk to friends who play poker because they find that card game just horribly offensive. <laughs> um, because well, because no, it's fair. Okay. The final hand is ridiculous. Yeah. The idea that all of them have a hand that would normally win hands, win, win without any question, mm-hmm. you know, leading to a straight flush. Like that, somebody, you know, somebody is, should have had something that sucked. Yeah, yes. Which is one of the few actually ludicrous things in this movie. Like, yeah. It, it, the for, most ludicrous thing in the movie is a hand of poker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, even as... Nope. As oddball as the parkour thing in the beginning, for the because this movie was made in the five minutes that parkour was the new hot thing, um, parkour that that was that was all actually done. That was all stunt work. There's actually very little CGI that went into making this movie, and it was mostly used for like removing wires of safety harnesses and for integrating models in that final sequence with the sinking building. Which so, in itself is we, not it was unrealistic the, if you know anything about buildings in Venice. Yeah. Um, and and that, that building, that's like the largest rig they've ever built for a Bond movie, which is saying something because they built some really big special effects rigs for Bond. So what you're saying is that the the ludicrousness of this movie is not achieving guy on motorcycle catching up to moving helicopter. No. Right. No, it was a moving plane, let's be fair. But, but Sorry, still, moving plane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they they I, they kind of took lessons from the Jason Bourne series, where it's like it 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 feels more high stakes the more realistic it is. Like, yes, there's a certain ludicrousness of all these things happening to one person, but they're it, like taken piece by piece. Yes, uh, digoxin or digitalis is a real heart medication that taken in overdose produces exactly those symptoms. And so, you know, they actually had a medical doctor coming up with a lot of the, you know, those sequences and uh, making those bits realistic. And and so it, it's a very different tactic for Bond at well, this point. Yeah. At that point, you're expanding your audience appeal because anybody who knows what it should be like yeah. is going to be impressed by how close they get. Exactly. So... 
you, you've instantly won over people who otherwise might have thought that the film was just, yeah, it's okay, it's good, it's, it's mm. Bond film, whatever. Ooh, ooh, they got the digitalis right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and there's Melissa a certain... said in the in the intro, yeah. you know, the the last two Brosnan films were... Ludicrous. Were, were ascending levels of ludicrous. They, they, were, they were so stupid, like, the, that the one... The one thing that actually was real technology that was displayed in Die Another Day looked awful, and that was the thing that most people cited. It's like, I wouldn't even begin to believe that, which was the invisible car. The... Invisible car? Yeah. Quote, invisible car. Quote, it, it, it's invisible the, car. It's the... It's the... Um, it was the technology where... Uh, ba- How did they explain it in the movie? But it, it's basically using, like... Uh, the panels of the car or vehicle actually display what's behind it. Okay. Like they're 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 uh, oh. they're basically monitors. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's really it's, yeah no really? actually well you can sit there and go really 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 but that's actually that's actually technology a that is a real thing that is a real um, thing not not to that extreme as yeah. of yet but it's and bond so you can you can take I'm just, te- no I'm just well and the thing is it was so it was so poorly directed that they couldn't sell it. <laughs> you know they couldn't sell well, it to by the time audience. they got to the invisible car they they had they, so, they had frittered away all they the good stuff so yeah anyway. there, there were bigger problems than the invisible car oh, yes. yes oh yes yes um it's, but we're not here to talk about that the other day thank goodness yeah. we're not <laughs> so so the, they had gotten to that point that that they really needed to strip bond down to the basics mm-hmm. oh yes they did and then they hit him with a rope. Um, oh, God, that poor man. But uh, uh, Daniel Craig's basic experience of this movie was apparently being in pain because oh. the stunts were so hard on him. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you're you're watching him um, after like the rope scene mm-hmm. and all of this, which is not too long after he's been poisoned. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he then there's other and in between like, he was in a really horrific car accident. Yeah, mm-hmm. where the where they broke the world record for car flipping. Yeah, and, and yeah. which might do things to a body. Yeah, it, I love that this movie actually shows him convalescing, like in a little yeah. wheelchair with the little little lap blanket <laughs> and everything. And then he's got <laughs> the super hot girlfriend, and they never really talk about it. But it's like your bits are like smashed. This can't be fun. This can't be fun. You've got you've got Eva Green sitting on your lap, and and you gotta go. Oh my God, they're not healed yet. Well, <laughs> it's gotta hurt. You don't know how long it's been. If it's, it's true, but still, that's that shit's gotta hurt. You kind of wince a little bit. Like, yeah. Oy. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I'm actually kind of impressed that he's up for sex at that point because, damn. Yeah. I mean, it's Bond, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if he can, Please do that, he can go through anything, I suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that Bond would pretty much have to be dead to not want to bang, and even then, That's it's true. a question. Yeah, true. It's a legitimate true. question. Yeah, yeah, and how? Yeah, how dead is really? You know, how yeah. dead would he have to be to not be interested? Yeah, yeah. Pretty dead. Pretty damn dead. Pretty yeah. damn dead. Um, it's not this mostly dead. <laughs> all dead. This is all dead. All I, dead. I, I enjoy that they did things like they take, uh, you know, Lashif is is you know a bad, is a good bad guy, but he's yeah. not. He's not. A, I'm trying to take over the world, bad guy. He's yeah. just a. I lost a lot of money on a stocks bet, and now I need to make it back. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> How can I do that efficiently? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, before my clients uh, all kill me at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I uh, love the way that he dr- that that uh, Bond described that, like cut you up into little pieces while you're still alive. Mm-hmm. That was a great line. Oh yeah, yeah. That while whole, he was having his testicles beaten. That whole room. scene, it, it, Craig is so good at, as an actor. Uh, you know, just the him wincing through the pain and then making himself laugh and crack jokes while he's very clearly. Not happy. <laughs> he was the best part of a really shitty movie that I saw. The, which one? <laughs> the um, the film adaptation of Golden Compass. Yeah, which Eva Green also was in. I th- they were both in it, I believe. Yes, yeah. she was yeah. Seraphina Pecola. He was yeah. Lord Osriel. They had Nicole Kidman as Mrs. Coulter, which was, it was fantastic casting. Like, yeah. I saw the cast list if you read the book and went, ooh, yes, yeah. yes. And, and, and then it's terrible except for the polar bear. For which some is, reason. Which is voiced by and Ian McKellen. That, oh, and, and Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah, Sam Elliott was Sam Elliott well, is just, just kind of... I mean, but, it, was yeah, but, really, but anyway. it was a lot of really good actors in a really terrible movie, and yeah. you're just sitting there going, why? Yeah, yeah, that was a really unfortunate movie that mostly left my brain as soon as I watched it, which is sad, <laughs> which is really sad. And then suddenly I remembered Sam Elliott, and that, that always makes me happy. But anyway, he's not in this movie. No, no, I don't think there's any Bond film. No, actually. no, which <laughs> would that be a very, <laughs> if we could come back as Sheriff. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> what that be the best? Be oh my is. god, that would be great. That anyway, would, that would totally redeem Sheriff Pepper. Oh yes, it, it would. would be, it would be the best. <laughs> no question. Ian, please so, call. <laughs> so, this is the film that I would have that I should have seen before seeing Quantum of Solace. Yeah, yes. because Quantum of Solace basically opens moments after the closing of, of this, this movie. Film. And it's a continuation of the uh, of this storyline. There, there's Bond revenge. Because Bond is basically tracking down this organization, and, and, even though he doesn't yeah. realize it yet. Yeah, and Quantum of Solace is actually a less shitty movie if you watch the two movies back to back. It's still not a good movie. Still not a good. It movie. is a less shitty movie. Yeah, the biggest problem with Quantum of Solace is boring. It's fucking boring. It's really yes, boring. it was, and it is. Like at least an hour shorter than this. I know, and it still feels so long. Well, yeah, and I, I'm sure that, that now I would uh, at least understanding what what was going on might help. I yeah. don't know that I want to sacrifice two hours of my life to you watch don't it need again. To do that. Yeah, no, 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 it's not worth it. It's yeah, not yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, save yourself that pain. But it, um, it, I mean, what's impressive? One of the impressive things to me about this film is you have this climactic moment. Where Le Chief is smacking Bond in the balls and then gets shot. Uh-huh. Um, and the movie goes on for another 20 minutes. Yeah. And it slows down. It slows way down. Mm-hmm. And gives you this character moment with Bond that basically sets up, why is Bond such a cold, heartless son of a bitch? Yes. It's like, oh, oh, I get it. This is like backstory. Yeah, For yeah. everything that I've seen of Bond everywhere else. It's got the weirdest plot structure. But, yeah, but, but it also, works. But also, uh, it, it's fun listening, like, listening to the soundtrack and watching, like, little details of the movie, like, if you go back and revisit it. Because the Bond theme occasionally just starts to 
edge in, like the, the traditional da -na -na -na. It just starts edging in here and there in the soundtrack at certain key points, but he's not Bond yet, so it never really resolves. And then it, you start hearing it really start to come in, uh, like during the sinking of the of the house, and then it's full on Bond theme by the time you hit the credits. Um, there are other things like if you watch like the numbers where elevators stop or like stops at the sixth floor because he's not 007 yet. You know, that sort of <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> There's all sorts of little Easter eggs like that strewn throughout the movie. But they're not pointing at them. They're, they're for the, you know, kind of people who watch these movies over and over obsessively. Yeah. It's not that of, we know anybody like No, no nobody. nobody. I mean, it, and it's 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 the first Bond Doctor No, the first Bond film kind of just starts. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it's not like oh, by the way, congratulations on being 007. It, it's just he's already Bond. Yeah, he's never and, had an origin story. Yeah. in all of the Eon movies, I should say. Now there have been three Casino Royales. <laughs> there. This is the third movie under the name Casino Royale and it's actually a relatively straight up adaptation of the book which was the first Bond book written by Ian Fleming so it is kind of his yeah more or less origin it, it is story. his origin story but the um, the previous two movies you know there was one in the late 50s which was made for TV with an American man playing Bond which is it's it's worth a watch for curious. It's it's actually it, it's 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 not great, but Tim could be a guest on his own podcast. The Shifra is played by Peter Lorre, Ooh. which is great. Ooh, that would be good. And there is a brilliant piece of storytelling in there because in the original book, um, the big card game in the that is the centerpiece of the story is Baccarat. Because that's Bond's game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it's not. It's, it's not, not Texas, Texas Hold'em. Hold it, it sure isn't. But the thing is, making a Casino Royale movie today, they didn't want to get bogged down in explaining what the fuck Baccarat is and how to play it. Because nobody fucking knows what. Because nobody knows. Nobody like. We don't go to Monte Carlo and play cards. I have no clue how to play Baccarat. I played Baccarat, and I still yeah. don't have a clue how to play. Yeah, Baccarat. and it, it's kind of it's kind of dumb. But anyway. Uh, but playing Texas Hold'em, especially in 2006, people know how to play Texas Hold'em, so they right. know how to set up dramatic points with the card game without getting too bogged down and explaining how to play the fucking game. And people know what a good hand yeah. in poker is, so they're right. looking at Bond straight right. flush at the end going, ooh. ooh. And so Damn. with with the <laughs> first... <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> and now for listeners, Tim will impersonate Sam Elliott. Yes. And so the, I can't do that. My voice can't get that deep. No, and no. I do not have a bushy enough mustache. And you cannot you, impersonate. You don't have a mustache. No, I know, but I'm saying you can cannot. You, can you grow facial hair? I can, but uh, th that's not the point. The point is that you cannot impersonate Sam Elliott without a mustache. That's very it's, true. I mean, Sam Elliott, I have seen Sam Elliott without a mustache. And it's a movie he, called Frogs. And he wears the tightest pants. Anyway. And even he can't impersonate himself without a bushy mustache. I agree with that. So anyway. So anyway, um, in the 50s uh, Casino Royale, the brilliant part of that is they do play Baccarat. And they know that their audience does not know how to play Baccarat. So there's this wonderful little scene between Bond and Felix Leiter where they're scoping out the place and they're watching, they're having a conversation that's loud enough for other people to hear, but also undercutting it with... 
um, um, actual information that they're trying to relay uh, to each other. So the cover information is explaining how Baccarat works. So they're going over the rules and advancing the plot at the same time. And it's like, that shit is awesome. That's and that's cool. beautiful. That's a great way to do that. Yeah. And yeah, then there's really the nice. other casino. And then Royale. there's the other Casino Royale, which was kind of a spoof of James Bond movies. And it was made during the era when major studios were trying to connect with the 60s youth culture and had no fucking idea how to do it. And in that movie, there are seven James Bonds, including one played by Woody Allen yeah. and one played by Ursula Andress, uh, David Niven's in it, and... But, 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 Le Chiffre is played by Orson Welles. And that's pretty awesome, too. Yeah, it, the, the, that Casino Royale, I mean, all I can say is imagine imagine Austin Powers made by people who didn't understand comedy. It's true. It's That is a very good description of it. Yeah, and it, also, uh, although the uh, Burt Baccarat score is uh, pretty fun if you're into that sort of thing. What the world needs, needs now I don't think that's love, funny. sweet, love, anyway. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the movie, but... Then, Beware of the blob, it lurks, it jerks. But the thing is, slides and of course, the, the thing is, they make the years that later. Door. Austin Powers uses Burt Baccarat. <laughs> anyway, um, I have no idea what just happened, but <laughs> it's, it's not an. I'm just saying it wasn't an accident. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so hey, meanwhile, we have David Arnold doing the score for this movie, and it's great. It was a lovely score, and yeah. and the the Chris Cornell. Chris themes. Cornell theme. Oh, oh, I love that theme oh, so song. I, I I think it's one of the better Bond theme songs. Oh huh? yeah, and and I mean, the always... beauty of this is, I heard the theme song before going to see the movie, and I heard it and go, yeah, Chris Cornell. This is actually kind of restrained. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about it. And then I saw it in the context of with the animation. I'm like, <laughs> this is perfect. This yeah, is so perfect. As I mentioned uh, before we before we went to break, I I think the opening uh, credit sequence is amazing. Yeah, it's, it was really it's cool. It's super amazing. clever the way you know. Bond is always in the suit, so he's a black suit, mm-hmm. and he's fighting the red suits. And when he kills them or beats them, they turn into their yeah. into, into diamonds yeah. or hearts. The the, just, the spades turning into the Mandelbrot fractal uh, uh, and those clubs. Sorry, clubs. I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah, it looks like a club. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I just misspoke. I understand. I, I, but but yeah, the and the occasional flashes of the actual faces of. Of yeah, actors and no, I could watch that credit cool. sequence yeah. twenty times. I kind of want to watch it again. No, yeah, oh, you can. You can I feel just, like I missed. Just pull it up on the on the inner tube. Actually, on, on, YouTube. on YouTube, I there it, there should be there is, and I'm pretty sure I stumbled across it, but I didn't watch the whole thing through because I should just I would just watch it on a loop. But somebody put together like a playlist that has all of the just the intro sequences for all the Bond movies, <laughs> so you can just zone out and watch them all in a row of course you know that that's a thing of course it's a thing because if oh. it didn't exist now it would exist by the end of tonight yeah so as soon as <laughs> Melissa comes up with the idea she's like that needs that needs that needs, that needs that needs that needs God, it's gotta be like two hours long or something what I don't care about? I would watch it over and over <laughs> I'll try and find. I'll probably forget, but I should I'll, link to that. I'll the, drink martinis and not give a damn. 
I love it. I love it when he orders a yes. vodka martini and they're like shaking her stir. Do you think I care? <laughs> Does it look like I give a damn? <laughs> Which is actually from the book, if I remember right. Some of it, and the recipe for the, the drink that he just kind of puts together at the table is also from the book, which is kind of odd because there's an anachronism in it. One of the liqueurs used in that recipe uh, no longer exists. Oh. It's no longer made. Oh. I think it's like a version of Lilith that. And they is, left it in there? Yeah, I believe so. Sweet. To be the book. But there's like a version of Lilith that is still made today, but it's not the one that was listed in the recipe. Huh. That, that I think is, I think that's the way. That is new and interesting. I did not know yeah. that, but it's it's still amusing that the first booze that we see Bond drink is not a vodka martini. Mm-hmm. hmm And uh, I should order one of those. What I think he. Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's technically now called a vesper, but. Well, that's what he called it. Yeah, yeah. He called it a vesper, vesper. so. So it probably is. I mean, probably is. That would make sense. You'd, you'd have know. to find a bar that has a little bit. <laughs> Which I I have been asked if I could make a vesper before, like mm-hmm. back during my bartending days, and I had no idea what was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, I can look, mm-hmm. but. Well, now you know. Now, now if you go back to bartending at some point. If I get tired <laughs> of if I get tired of learning and development in property management. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so hey, we need to talk about Dame Judy Dench. We Dame do. Dame Judy Dench, little she, Judy Dench. She had a friend in bed when she got woken up one night. She's <laughs> like, oh, M's getting it on. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's an implication to it. I think in the early Bond, in, in the yeah. Osmond Bond, yeah. she talks about having children. Yeah. So it could even be her husband. Yeah. What? Um, M is married. M is married. And has children and perhaps how, even grandchildren. How boring. Yeah. I know. I know. It's super dull. See, super prim and proper. Um, M it, has a sex life. <laughs> oh, man. That's on the internet somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it is. You don't need to fake that exists. And I'm, sure so, already like, I'm so close to telling you her, her name. I just love that. <laughs> One more syllable, Paul. I thought, I thought M was just... <laughs> like it just didn't stand for anything, but it turns out. But it turns out. <laughs> and Tobias Menzies was was a big like kind of mind fuck for me. <laughs> yes. But, so okay. So so the, I've also been um, catching up on Outlander lately, mm-hmm. and I just like last night watched that episode of Outlander, dear listeners, oh. where um, it's a it's it's a very very psychological crazy episode where Tobias Menzies' character engages in basically raping the main character. And um, yeah, so watched that last night and then got to see him kind of bumbling around with M today. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that was a little bit of an interesting dichotomy. Bumbling around. He was bumbling around with M as... Bumbling around with Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy yeah. Dench. Well, they well, they do a good job, um, and especially with the Craig Bond and yeah. uh, M. But they also did a good job with this with Brosnan, and uh, M is <coughs> is making making Bond and M kind of friendly rivals mm-hmm. almost, and and kind of giving the idea that the reason M sends Bond on on these really nasty missions is because 
she's pretty sure he can do it. Yeah. Um, but there's also that almost that sense of regret, that knowledge that that she's basically stealing his soul by doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and um, what culminates in Skyfall is, you know, the of the four Craig Bonds that now exist today. It's the other really fantastic one. Um, Dame Judi Dench winds up essentially being the Bond girl because she has a much larger she part. She has a really big role, yeah. a really pivotal role. Yeah, extremely pivotal, and um, you learn a lot more about that character, which is fascinating. But, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think M has a pivotal role in most of them. Yeah, know, the but, bro- but the not Brosnan to that level. through Craig Bonds. Yeah. Well, uh, that... I mean, it's not a very good movie, but uh, The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. M has a pretty significant yeah. role. Oh, we didn't get to see Q-Branch. No, there's no, no, no Q-Branch here. But there, there is a fun and functional Q-Branch later on in the Craig series. Yay! And it's, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, I like I like their, their new Q. And we discover what Q stands for. <gasps> yes. I always <laughs> thought it was just a letter. No! no. Why? No, nope. is it? Mind blown. Should we spoil? Yeah, yeah. We'll spoil. Q stands for Quartermaster. Yeah. Of yeah. course it does. It does. Quartermaster branch. Does. <laughs> it's like, and you're like, oh, duh. Yeah, of course. Oh, duh. All right. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of boring. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're British. <laughs> oh. oh, I just started following um, the the British Twitter thing. The, like, very very British problems, or what is it? So okay. British, which makes me happy. <laughs> All right, we're getting close to the end, so yeah. Melissa, is there any other information about oh, this film see. you feel it is important to share? The reason we... this finally got made, um, aside from it'd be nice to reboot the series, was that um, Ian wasn't able to get the rights to Casino Royale for a long, long time. Like it, They didn't get their hands on the rights until 2000, and they did it as this weird trade that involved Sony and MGM where it was like a like trading spies at a checkpoint <laughs> the the other property that got traded was Spider-Man that's how Sony got Spider-Man so Ha-ha. yeah yeah so let's see what else um uh, Daniel Craig put on like 20 pounds of muscle for this role I believe it but uh, he was pretty well prepared for it um, in terms that uh, he actually used to be a semi-professional rugby player. So he could do a lot so of physical work. So he was also work. used to getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Probably he, not with knotted ropes. He's been in... Um, he, he he had been in the British theater since he was a teenager. Um, he was in the... was a National Youth Theater, whatever it's called, in Britain for a long, long time. And, you know, traveled to other countries as... Uh, uh, as an actor, as a teen. And he came up with... Um, like he he was uh, acting in roles alongside people like Ewan McGregor, who was part of that group at the same time. Joseph Fiennes kind of came out of that group, um, but I think I can't remember what his first major role was. But it, I think the first time Americans saw him in a movie was Tomb Raider, which is too bad but which is really too um, bad but you know he was also in Road to Perdition fairly soon after that and that's a good movie Road to Perdition is, yeah. a, is a amazing but the, but the thing beautiful that beautiful movie 
but the thing that really sealed the deal for Bond was Layer Cake, and which is this amazing film which we're going to be watching next. What? What? Right? <laughs> Spoilers. Also, Daniel Craig is a big nerd. He likes Doctor Who and stuff. And he was in. Um, he was a stormtrooper. He was a star. He was a stormtrooper as an it uncredited is, yes, cameo in Episode Seven. Uh-huh. He was a stormtrooper. Yeah. Yep. He's he's been around. Okay, so those are good trivia. So it's oh, time. Yeah, oh wait. Yeah, yeah, no, go right. go for it. Go for it. Final I got thoughts, it. Melissa. It sounds like you have one. I got one. I got what one. Is it? What is it? What is it? Ned's Mickelson used to be a professional dancer. <gasps> there are videos on YouTube. Yeah, it's great. That makes well, sense. Meds, Mickelson, yes. dear listeners, of course, is the gentleman who played Lashif. So, so, dear listeners, if you're not already watching the YouTube uh, playlist of all the Bond themes, search Mads Mickelson dancer <laughs> and, and, and enjoy your little hearts out. Mm. You know what I'm doing when I get home. All right, uh, Chris. What? Oh, sorry, Chris. What's your final thought on Casino Royale? I need to go Google Meds Mickelson dancer. Yes, you do. No, um, this was actually. I think this was a really, really good way to end our our little Bond adventure. Yay. Little nine six films, but uh, but this was a really this was a great film. I really enjoyed it. Again, the whole like concept of the look, there's a theme to this film mm-hmm. uh, was really neat, um, and I highly approve of Daniel Craig as Bond. Will he yeah. please take his shirt off even more? <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll just since you're still recuperating with a broken leg, I should just show up at your door with Skyfall, and we'll just watch that. Okay. Skyfall. That works. Skyfall. <laughs> Which uh, is another great intro sequence, by the way. Yeah, it is. Oh. Um, so my final thought is uh, simply to observe that uh, back when we watched Timothy Dalton, I said that uh, he was the first actor that I really felt uh, played somebody whose job was to kill people until I saw Roger Craig. And I think he, he actually Daniel does it Craig. better. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Excuse me, Daniel Craig. It's Roger like we've Craig merged is Daniel Craig football and player. Roger Anyway, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Craig, who I think is even more convincing as somebody whose job it is to kill people. Oh, yeah. He's mm-hmm. steely as fuck. Go watch yeah. Munich if you don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You yeah. just look at his eyes and you're like... Yeah. I yeah. do not want to be on the other end of a gun because he's not going to wait for me to monologue before nope. he pulls nope. the trigger. Nope. nope, he does not care about my evil plan. He's yeah. just going to fucking doesn't, shoot yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Gives no fucks. <laughs> you can smack him with a rope. Yeah. Still, he will find a way to kill you if he can. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much it. And uh, as Melissa said, the next movie that we are going to watch is going to be Layer Cake. We're going to follow Daniel Craig to a movie that actually predates this one, mm-hmm. uh, but By was two years. the first movie to introduce, I think, a Western audience to Daniel Craig in a really, in a way that he was remembered. In a, in uh, a leading man role. In a leading man role. So, uh, Chris, thanks so much for uh, being with us on this Bond adventure. Yes, it has a been lovely a adventure. lot of fun. Yay! And uh, thanks for uh, all of you for listening to us on this Bond adventure. We do have one more film in our Bond series, so stick around for that, and uh, we will catch you in about, you know, 15 days, because that's our thing. Bye! We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.